Welcome to the Lemon Spark Podcast, where we share stories about lemons that spark a new direction in life. I'm your host, Barbara Zabala. Welcome, Nita Ambedkerv, to the Lemon Spark Podcast. I'm so glad you were able to join me today to tell us your story. So everyone, Nita is the owner and CEO of SourceRite, which is a website development and other information technology firm. I'll let her talk about all the different services that they provide. She's also a certified yoga and Zumba instructor. And I know her because I've actually used her services and she's very talented when it comes to website development and hosting and all that. So she's got an incredible story to share. So welcome, Nita. Hey, thanks for for having me. It's a pleasure. And so Nita, tell us how you got to be the owner of your own company when you started out in the corporate world. Yes. So uh, it's been an interesting journey. I have been in technology for the last 20 years, and I've worked with multinational companies across different geographies, different clients in insurance, banking. So taking that experience, I always had this wish that, you know, I would want to start something of my own, maybe build my own products, uh, have a service line wherein I can directly work with my clients to have a sense of fulfillment. But as with most people, those are mere talks till it actually happens. So we, uh, I continue to harbor those uh, wishes and that someday I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I, uh, my brother also used to share those similar thoughts and now we actually work together. But uh, what was the point of how did I really convert these thoughts into real source, right? Uh, is an interesting journey. So I have uh, I have two sons, Krish, who's 10, and Harsh, who's six. Harsh also happens to have Down syndrome. And that was a turning point in my life. So like every parent, you don't plan for these things, but sometimes they happen. And that is how we got to know that Harsh has Down syndrome after he was born. And initially, I would say that, yes, it was, uh, it was a surprise, uh, but something that we worked together and it was also an opportunity for me to take my these dream, dreams and convert it into a real real vision. So that is that was a turning point, and that is what made me uh, be who I am, the founder of SourceRite Inc. So after Harsh was born, you said he's six years old. Yes, you had to quit your job, I assume, after he was born. Yeah, so I took a couple of months off and uh, I had also moved across the country like I had, was in India and then I had moved here to Madison uh, just when he was uh, born, uh, so around that time. And therefore, I had, like, I had to decide if I could take up a traveling job. The job that I was in is in IT consulting and would have needed me to go across places as well as at that point I did feel with his uh, uh, with his health, uh, I needed to be at home. And yes, that's when I left my job for a couple of months. And I started working with some of my friends who were in this entrepreneurial space. I started consulting and business development for them for, uh, in IT world. After Harsh was born, would you say that his birth was really what sparked your entrepreneurship journey then? 
Yes, I would certainly attribute it to that. Like I said, otherwise it might have been just mere words, you know. At that point for me, the it was important that I continue to have my identity as a person who is a mom. But apart from that, I have all these skills and I did not want to lose them. So it was the best opportunity for me to uh, really work towards it. You know, how can I continue to be an entrepreneur or uh, how can I continue to work while I also uh, I am able to devote that time or give that time to Harsh for his growth, at least in the initial couple of years. That was the thought and that made me work towards it, identify opportunities, uh, pushed me a little out of my comfort zone and make it happen. So initial uh, couple of months, it's been like, okay, I wanna, I, wanna, I build websites. Okay, that, that was one of the offerings that I wanted to put it across the table. And I still remember the first networking meeting that I went to. It was fun. So I get to meet different people uh, new. But at the same time, I was nervous. I do not have a portfolio built yet, but I can assure you that, yes, I'm going to do it for you. So that takes a little while for people to start believing you. Also, it was a new community for me. So establishing myself into this community, building that trust and credibility. So like I said, it just pushed me a little out of my comfort zone, go out there, meet an interesting community and build it. So you really had two huge life-changing events happen back to back. Harsh was born and then you had moved from India to Madison, Wisconsin. So you, this was the first time I assume you'd lived in Madison. You hadn't been here before. So I have been in U.S. before. I used to live here for, I used, I lived here for six years before, and then we had gone back for a couple of years. I was in Milwaukee earlier. Oh, in the Milwaukee area. Okay, so you weren't necessarily new to Wisconsin, but new to Madison and yes. new to being Harsh's mom. You had already another son who was a few years older, but Harsh, you know, had had the surprise of having Down syndrome when he was born. So you had these two big life changes. And then you must have thought, well, this is might be a good time to have those dreams of mine that I've been suppressing, which was to start my own company and have them rise to the surface and actually pursue them. Right. That, that was it. And like I said, even though I was here in Milwaukee earlier, I was in my corporate job. I had this small bubble of people that I used to work with, interact with, hang around with. So pretty much, you know, the world was limited, uh, but uh, all of these new things, that is having harsh, having an opportunity to start my business has opened up a new horizon for me, given me an endless exposure to a lot of new people, new ideas, and helped me better myself. Well, that's one of the things that I think is maybe somewhat common with people who start their businesses is they, you know, as you said, have to go outside their comfort zone, because when you're in a, a corporate job, you know, your job, what you're supposed to do, hopefully you have a good idea of your expectations. But when you start off on your own, now all suddenly you have a lot of duties that you maybe didn't have before, because it's all dependent on on you and your success depends on your ability to to carry out all of those activities. And I'm wondering is that when people venture out on their own, is it because they already are 
kind of in a place of unfamiliarity. Why not take on another challenge? I mean, is that, I wonder if that mindset um, is, is common with the entrepreneurship community. Yeah, the, uh, that is, would be one of the sparks, like you say, that could be one of the reasons that, yes, I am this, I am in an unfamiliar territory and can I push that a little more? That could be one way of looking at it. But I do feel many a times the reasons are, uh, you know, you're trying to balance some things in life or you're trying to achieve something in life. So for me, as I said, balance was one of the key that I was looking at, being able to be that uh, who has her own identity apart from just being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, it's important for me to have my career uh, as well as do justice uh, as a mom uh, who might have a little more challenges than your usual uh, being a mom. So that is where me, it was more of, you know, trying to create that balance where I am able to continue my journey as a technology woman, somebody who's worked for 20 years, studied her. I've done my master's in computer science. So I didn't want to just leave that all. And, you know, uh, I wanted to have a career. And I think this was a good opportunity for me to create that balance. So, And that is another thing that I'm pretty passionate about, having women come back to work. So uh, I think that that's uh, that also stems from this experience because uh, being an entrepreneur, I I think I I understand that when women try to go back to their work, say after taking a break or things like that, it it's not easy. So I uh, in my in, at SourceRight, that's another thing that we do. We create opportunities for women to volunteer in the technology roles at nonprofits, profits in some of my projects, uh, such that they are able to show that uh, volunteer experience and then go search uh, for jobs in their market. So, uh, and another, you know, a way of fulfilling your, or giving back to the society. I think that's another channel, uh, which is, which. Wow. Uh, no, I, I didn't know that. So how do you create these opportunities for women who maybe have been out of the work site for a while for various reasons and now want to go back in what are you negotiating with different organizations to try to get women to work in them for uh, as a volunteer or how are you going about doing that so right now it is more of uh, word of mouth and through contacts i think relationships so right now i'm exploring my relationships people who i know People who have running businesses who are in IT, they have been able to extend these opportunities for at least six, seven women who tried out this with them. And I really feel, oh, this is another fulfilling way of giving back to the society. So yes. So right now, just to answer your question, yes, it is through contacts and my looking community that I have here. So are the women who you're placing as volunteers in these companies... Uh, do they already have the technology skill set or are they wanting to learn it and you're helping them gain skills? So I had like two uh, people who uh, maybe had this technology knowledge six, seven years before. So they brushed up, but then seeing your six years uh, gap in your resume, nobody is really going to call you back and say, come join me. So that is where, and with the new technology coming in, uh, it also showcases that that person has really made an effort to brush their skills as well as really try it out in a real environment 
and then go to the market. So uh, it's it's a mix. So right now with the two women that I'm right now working with, uh, they have never worked in that environment. They work on parallel environments, like doing some other things, but not necessarily technology. Uh, so trying to recreate uh, or rather change their career path midway through. And this is one opportunity that that's just so awesome i had no idea nita that you were doing that as well and you also are a yoga and zumba instructor certified and that was another thing you and i talked about um, before i hit record you got certified in both yoga and zumba and that you probably wouldn't have done the zumba if harsh hadn't been born that is true. Uh, both of these things, I really enjoy doing them. And I used to go participate in the uh, Zumba classes. In fact, one of the first Zumba class that I took was in Milwaukee and I had really enjoyed it. I went back to India and I searched up the instructor. I tried taking classes there, but didn't happen. It was not meant to be. So when I came back and I was uh, a stay-at-home mom for a couple of months, I wanted to, dancing is something that I really love. So I explored the, that as an opportunity, and uh, that's how I became a Zumba instructor. It's been three years now, and it's been fun and interesting. And the way I also look at it is how can these opportunities or these skills be given to people of different abilities such that those become opportunities for employment for them? So right now, the opportunities of employment for people with different abilities is pretty limited. When I read or I try to find what could they do or where do you see uh, people getting placed, uh, there are very limited uh, opportunities that show up or at least uh, we hear of. So I am also looking at can these be sustainable employment opportunities wherein uh, people can scale themselves up, skill themselves. Like right now I teach Zumba for the Down syndrome community and there's this one very enthusiastic woman who is so good at dancing. Like she follows all the steps. She has her own flair, own moves. And I do see the potential of her being an instructor someday. You know, so those are the kinds of things. Maybe in future, I would want to see Harsh be a Zumba instructor. And if not Harsh, maybe anybody else. So right now when I interact with the Down syndrome community kids, they wait for me to come on to the class at five o'clock. Five to six is our fun time. When I hear things like, you make me happy. That's, <laughs> it's fun to dance, exercise, and uh, see that. Yes, they, everybody is able to join in the fun, be part of it. Yeah. So just so everyone, in case you missed it. So Nita actually teaches Zumba and yoga, both or just Zumba classes to kids and others with different abilities. She's helping them have fun and and a nice fitness type of activity. And that's an, another way that you are actually leading a very fulfilling life, correct? Yes, it is very, very fulfilling. And like we talked about, it's a spark. It's, it's a, a reason for me to go down a path which not necessarily I would have taken. And it certainly is giving me joy. Different people, different experiences, and the word inclusiveness and diversity, which were mere words earlier, they have a meaning to me now. And uh, through all of my actions, I am certainly trying to you know, create that inclusive community. But that is the future. That is the future that I need for heart and for all the kids uh, who are out there. 
Yeah. And, you know, your life really is just an example of how, you know, things you can try to plan your life. You can try to have this vision for your life, but sometimes it just doesn't come out the way you had initially envisioned, but that doesn't mean it can't be full of purpose and joy and fulfillment. And you were mentioning to me again, before we, I hit record some book that you had encountered after Harsh was born. Do you want to tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, it's, I think it's called as the uh, plane to Holland. So it's like you buy a ticket for uh, Italy and um, accidentally you are put on a plane to Holland. But irrespective of that, you enjoy your journey. You enjoy where you're going. So uh, that is how it is. Yes, it's a different journey, not what it is planned for, uh, but fulfilling. In fact, more, more uh, purposeful. And I, I do think that, yeah, maybe this is the purpose for me uh, in this life, you know, because I, I still ponder on that, that, okay, what is my purpose in life? And I think I'm closer to understanding it. Well, when you were in your corporate job, you know, before Harsh was born, before you moved back to Wisconsin, did you ever think about your purpose? I mean, were those things that you you had given much thought about? No, I don't think I'd given much thought about it. I was, I always loved communities. I loved to interact with people and um, have huge teams do things with them. But I don't think I, I looked at it more from a purpose perspective. It was, yes, um, I'm having fun with my life. I have good friends, good community. So yes, and, but sometimes, you know, your life kind of shapes you up for things. So in my childhood too, I, like my mom passed away with cancer very early in life. So I have been that independent woman who decides that, okay, this is what I want to do and then work towards it. So even when Harsh was born, I still remember uh, initially I was, I didn't know anything about Down syndrome. I had never heard about it or met anybody with Down syndrome. But just taking that as an opportunity, I did uh, do a lot of research and another uh, aspect of it is there's a beautiful community here on uh, the internet wherein these moms have literally moved the world. Uh, you can see that the kind of things that they have found out that make that work for their kids, you know, uh, which could be alternative therapies, a neurodevelopmental approach, neuroplasticity, uh, you name it. And the moms or the parents have gone and tried multiple approaches to ensure that, okay, how can I incorporate some of these things in my life to make it more, to make Harsh more successful or to make my kid more successful? Yeah. So also that is also, again, a very, very fulfilling thing that I found out there are some uh, great uh, strides being made uh, by the community, by the parents. So I always believe, you know, parents can go any lens for their kids. And when I see that in action, those are the stories of hope and confidence that no life is is going to be good and it's it can be what you want it to be even yes. if it wasn't what you had planned still be enjoyable fun and fulfilling and sounds like you are definitely on that path so if people want to learn more about you Nita and source right your company that does incredible websites and other IT assistants, how can they find you and SourceWrite? So I am on LinkedIn. So Nita Ambedkar, you can, be, you can find me as Nita Ambedkar. 
as well as you can learn more about SourceRight at SourceRight.com. In a nutshell, SourceRight is a product engineering services company. So we offer three kinds of services, which is like uh, Barbara mentioned, we do websites. So that is a consulting and a development aspect of it. We, we help you find the right technology for your business problems. So whatever it be, be the website that you need to develop or any other technology platform that you have in mind, you have a business idea and you want to convert them, uh, reach out to me. I would love to have that discussion with you. Apart from that, we uh, focus on some niche products and uh, technology development in IoT, uh, which is our uh, latest branch that we've added and doing some really interesting work out there from a healthcare perspective, gesture recognition, things like that. So pretty interesting work happening on those fronts. Uh, and yeah, if that's an area of interest, reach out to me at nita at sourceride.com. I would love to talk with you all. So Nita, N-I-T-A at sourceright, S-O-U-R-C-E-R-I-G-H-T dot com. And just to be clear, you can help clients anywhere. They don't have to be in Wisconsin. They can be located anywhere. Yes. So we uh, have uh, international clients too. So yes, anywhere you are in the world, feel free to talk. Even if you just want to bounce off your ideas, need a sounding board, feel free to reach out to me. I can wonderful well nita thank you again so much for sharing your incredible story and best to you and harsh and your whole family thank you thanks barbara again this was good you know it, an opportunity to talk uh, and share my journey uh, it's been incredible thank you for listening to the lemon spark podcast if you or someone you know has a lemon spark story please contact us at lemonspark.com and follow LemonSpark on Facebook for more hope and inspiration. And remember, it's not the lemon that defines you, it's the spark.